It's me, Snakes. I got the stuff. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. All right, Johnny. But what about my money? What money? AC said you had some dough for me. Fair effect. How much do I owe you? AC said 10%. Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. What do you mean? He's upstairs taking a bath. He'll call you when he gets out. Hey, I tell you what I'm going to give you, Snakes. I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. Right, Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm going. One, two, ten. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. To Retro Hangover, streaming live to you as previously recorded by us, where Killing Kevin can't come close to canceling current controversies continuing concurrently. This is episode 53 of Retro Hangover. I am your co-host, Chris Copleen, and as always, I am joined by your host, Shane Screaming Dick Shaving Dragon Koski. Hell yeah, man. You just got to take some of that aftershave, slap it right on the nuts. That's how you wake up. That's that's how you start your day. I put it on my pet lizard. Is this like a is this like a meta is this a metaphorical pet lizard or or do you actually do you do you put fine face products on an iguana? Like how does this work? Multiple ways. It's for me to Fantastic. know. Fantastic. And, and can, me to never find out. You, yes. You, you great. can you can share in any case, nope. welcome. No, it's fine. Welcome to the episode. Um, yeah. Uh, we could probably get more into that previous conversation if we were home alone. But, uh, ah. <laughs> but roll credits. There it is. <laughs> so uh, welcome to episode 53, as I stated in my alliteration, where we will be covering uh, the Home Alone video games. And we're going to be more specifically talking about the 16-bit ones as we gloss over the other ones. Because there are so many of them. There are a lot of them. And as Why are there so many of them? We'll, we'll get into that in the brief history uh, because it's there. But but I want to know, Chris. We, I need to know. We will let you I know. I need to know who's responsible for this. You will know. But in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, yeah. let's yes. talk about what we have been up to in this lovely holiday season that we call the holiday season. Uh, Shane. Wow. Yes, I am very original. Shane. It's right on the nose. What have you been up to? What video games have you been playing, my friend? Yeah, man. I've been doing like all all the holidaying, as it were. Mm. Um, I I think um, we we, we actually, I mean, sarcasm aside, we've actually decorated the house pretty well. Um, We have a pretty good collection of like Christmas stuff. And so um, it, it looks... It looks like a freaking Christmas card in here, which, you know, it's kind of cozy. It's got its own sort of vibe. Um, so that that's nice. I, I was talking to uh, my, my fiance about that and I was saying, you realize that if we have this very elaborate setup for Christmas, right, that that we, we need to match that next year and, and subsequent years on Halloween because that's my favorite holiday. Christmas is hers. Halloween is mine. So we we've got a decent amount of Halloween decorations, but like not this kind of level. So, so we need to step up our, 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 uh, our Halloween game next year. I will I say you have the perfect setup for a haunted house just because you are the house at the end of a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. There could be actual backwoods murders around here. You never know. Yeah. It could happen. Nightmare on yeah. Jill Street. <laughs> That wow that that actually works a little too well that's that's frightening, um but yeah so so a lot of that stuff um but luckily we we planned on purposefully taking a little bit of a chill Christmas this year so no like traveling out of state or any of that so we'll have a few people over to the house at various times over the week but other than that um 
hopefully kind of low key, which is is nice. I'm I'm all about that that kind of life. But uh, as far as the games I'm playing, mostly the same stuff. Um, I, I don't know if I said it last episode. I can't remember if I had finished it already or not. But if I hadn't, I have officially 100%ed Kingdom Hearts, so that's done. It's my my first platinum trophy ever. Yay! That's right. I am a true gamer now. I still don't have any, for what it's worth. So well, you're, you're better than scrub. me. You're better than me. So there's that. Uh, I I think that's pretty much it right now. Honestly, with everything else going on, I haven't had a ton of time to sit down and and game a lot, though. I, I'm hoping over the next week or so I, I want to pick up uh, where I left off in Horizon Zero Dawn. So I think that's that's probably the next step. But I, I uh, what about you, Chris? What what have you been doing in this this pre Christmas time frame? A lot of potlucks. Uh, the first, <laughs> first of all, so we had like a potluck today, and because yeah. we have a potluck tomorrow, essentially with the same people, my response was to make pizza rolls for today's potluck. Because uh, mm-hmm. who doesn't like pizza rolls? Am I? Am I? Am I right? Everyone loves pizza rolls, especially at the work. Potluck. I mean, they're no, they're no bagel bites, but I'll take it. Yeah, pizza rolls are, are universally loved. Other than that, um, you know, I think I think I went traveling since we recorded last. I did. I did another trip up to South Carolina. Um, and mm-hmm. it looks like I'll be doing a lot more trips up to South Carolina over the next couple months. Um, but I like trips up to South Carolina. They're fun. Great. So what that's, that's what that means, dear listeners, is that you should appreciate the fact that we are sticking to our twice monthly Sunday release schedule because that gets really difficult when 50% oh, of the God. hosts are traveling all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, like if I'm not traveling, you're traveling. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, it's, it, uh, it is what it is. Either that or y'all are going to have to deal with some like hotel recording. So one of the two uh, hotel recordings could be, they're not that bad, but in any case, um, in terms of video games, uh, still playing the last of us. And I will say that my opinion on the last of us is, is becoming more positive. I'm still not saying it's the greatest game of all time. So if you want to hate me for that, hate me. Uh, it is a very good game though. I am enjoying it thoroughly it's kind of like a stealth survival horror so i actually think you're, mm-hmm. you would really appreciate it shane i think you would you would get a kick out of it yeah it's it's in the queue man it's it's sitting on top of my uh entertainment center right now and on top of the nes yes yes on top of the entertainment system now oh, okay. the entertainment center center oh so the NEC. Yes. any see the N- the N- the nec that's right yes the the nintendo entertainment center okay that was really dumb. <laughs> so um, I don't know where the fuck you were going with that. I, I didn't either. Um, so uh, other than that, I've also been playing WWF No Mercy, which I I am enjoying Why? because it's fun. It's a fun game, and I okay I do sure. I do enjoy those games, those wrestling games from the late nineties. I think they're a lot of fun, especially on the N sixty four. Like only those only those ones, like WCW NWO Revenge. And uh, like the WWF to uh, WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy, those ones have aged fairly well. The graphics look like butt, but um, the other ones like Warzone are, have played terribly. Did you play any wrestling games back then? That was the height of wrestling. Uh, no, actually, the the only wrestling games I ever played, uh, unfortunately, were for the Super Nintendo. Um, I had WrestleMania for the Super Nintendo. It was um, it was not great, not great. No, but it had Doink the Clown. Did it? I I, I, I don't remember. So. I don't remember that. Maybe that's Royal Rumble. Who knows? But um, yeah, I don't think it was that one. I don't remember any clowns. I had like you know the natural disasters and like oh. Jake the Snake Roberts and like all that good stuff. Yeah, we need to do an episode on wrestling games. <laughs> I mean, my knowledge of wrestling begins and ends with like the mid to late '80s and early '90s. That's the only era of wrestling I know anything about. Oh, we could still have fun with it. In any case, uh, so I've been doing that. I've been playing the the, the titular game of today um but before we get into that i've also got a a, the pc engine which i said last week i got the pc engine cd uh so i can play cd games but i have to wait on a power cord because in japan they use 100 volts uh for their power adapter especially back you know in 1987 where they didn't have you know adaptable AC adapters that could adjust to the voltage. Sure. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting on my power adapter that, uh, after prolonged usage, will not fry my very very awesome looking, uh, cute compact 
kawaii console <laughs> uh, so I can play my CD and who card games, which I'm very much looking forward to. But that's all I have. Cool. Um, for for my experiences these past two weeks are all I really care about talking about. Fair enough. So, Shane, uh, yeah. do you have anything else or should we just get to the 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 the, the topic du jour? Yeah, man, let's I don't know, let's fucking crack this nut. I, I got some things to say. Oh, so I suppose before we go into the brief history, we should probably mention and for all I know, I'll, I might put this in the title of the episode somewhere. So this might be superfluous. I don't know. But. Chris and I decided to take a slightly different approach to this particular episode, which you might have already noticed from the the opening, which is very different from most of our other episodes. But in addition to that, because there's an unnecessary amount of versions of this game, we wanted to each take one, play it separately, and then come together and kind of talk about how, you know, how it was, the, you know, differences and similarities between the two. And that sort of thing. So I went with the Super Nintendo version and Chris went with Genesis. And we've got a little bit of stuff to talk about as some of the other myriad versions of it. But um, I just wanted to preface with that because that's how we're going to be talking about this after the, the brief history. Which, at this uh, particular point in time, I'm going to go ahead and let Chris take it away with the brief history of Too Many Home Alone Games. Before we get into the brief history, this is a reminder that Retro Hangover is made possible thanks to donations made via Patreon by listeners like you. We would especially like to thank our 16-bit tier subscribers, Lyle McCarns and Ashton Ruby. Thank you for your continued support. Christmas in 1990 saw something of a cultural phenomenon. Home Alone swept the country and Michael Jackson's favorite boy toy, Macaulay Culkin, became an overnight sensation, screaming face and all. The movie was about a young child who was accidentally left behind at home by his vacationing family and had to defend his house from mischievous robbers. Kevin, Culkin's character, would set traps around the house that resulted in hilarious flapstick humor against the wet bandits, causing them pain and laughs for all. As a kid in the 90s, especially in the suburbs of Chicago, this movie became all the rage. Quotes from the movie ran rampant among everyone, and now everyone's favorite food was cheese pizza. And yes, it had to be cheese. So of course, a licensed video game had to be made. And made they were! Games were released for almost every piece of hardware available at the time. The NES, SNES, Game Boy, Genesis, Game Gear, Master System, Amiga, and MS-DOS would all see a release, with each version being a different game. SNK and the Neo Geo aren't available for comments. Almost every version had a different developer. Notably, Sega developed and published the Game Gear and Genesis versions, and a little-known company called Bethesda developed the NES version. The conceit of each game is, much like the movie, to cause pain and torment to the would-be robbers whilst saving the homes of the very wealthy and overprivileged community you live in. Most of the games could essentially be described as an early 2D predecessor to Tecmo's Deception series, with the SNES version being more of a platformer. All variations of the title would see release in holiday season 1991 or early 1992, a year after the movie, but just in time to keep the momentum going for the inevitable sequel, Home Alone 2, released in Christmas of 1992. Each version of the game was critically panned, with the SNES version being considered by many to be among the worst of the bunch. But the Sega Genesis version has developed somewhat of a reputation of being decent? Sequels would eventually be released as Home Alone perpetuated in the culture and are considered to be among the worst licensed games of all time. And that is your brief history of the Home Alone video games. Oh, man. All right. Thanks, Chris, for the uh, the brief history of the cultural phenomenon known as Home Alone. Is this where I scream? <laughs> I, or is that when you start talking about the game you want? Yeah, no, I, I mean, that yeah, that comes later when we when we start Ugh. talking about how this went. So, yeah, so I guess I'll start. Um, as I mentioned, I went ahead and was tasked with playing the Super Nintendo version of this game. And um, so 
it's interesting because the the basic premise of it is surprisingly very different from a few of the other versions um, that were released around the same time. So what you are essentially doing in this one, you are, of course, playing as as Kevin McAllister. And your whole goal is to collect a bunch of valuables throughout your house while trying to avoid a bunch of random bad guys and then deposit said valuables into a basement chute, which will then drop them down to the bottom floor of your house and then go down there and put them in a giant ass vault, which did not exist in the movie, I might add. So there's a couple of mechanics that work here, right? You have a, a carry maximum in your quote end quote backpack, um, and that maximum amount of valuables you can carry with you at any one time seems to increase with each level of the game by a little bit. Um, you also get weapon pickups that you can use to stun or outright knock out enemies. Um, you start with <laughs> with a water gun, which is clearly very effective. Also. Can we just talk for a second about how Kevin starts with a water gun, but he is faced off against the wet bandits, right? The the the, the yeah. two home invasion specialists whose calling card is to flood the houses that they go into after. What makes him think that a water gun is going to like make them go away? I, I don't. He he clearly didn't play Mega Man, right? Yeah, I mean type effectiveness, man, like. Pokemon. This is like Pokemon, this Pokemon yeah. 101. But anyway, well, well, the Pokemon wasn't out yet, so that's why I had to go with Mega Man. Okay, that, it's clearly that's fair. They, yeah, that's fair. That that's why it's it's actually Pokemon's fault. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So you start with a water gun, and then you can upgrade the things. You get like a baseball slingshot, and then <laughs> it's technically it is a BB gun, but the model in the game. Well, I say model. It's a sprite. The sprite in the game. Looks like just a straight up fucking hunting rifle. I actually laughed out loud when I found it in the game for the first time because I was like, I'm just going to straight up murder dudes. This is great. Uh Yeah. Um, So you get three hits before you lose a life. um, And that's just by being hit by any of the random mooks that are wandering around the levels. You can replenish your health by eating cookies that you can find. You also collect pizza slices, which is very on brand for the movie, as Chris mentioned in the uh, brief history. And if you collect eight pizza slices, you gain a one up. And I found that there were actually more valuables in any given level than what was actually required to like finish the level. Um, and ex- any extras that you collected just counted like as bonus points towards your score. So that's the basic setup. There's actually only four levels in the Super Nintendo version of the game. So it's actually very short. You can get through it in about like 20 to 30 minutes, give or take, which I suppose is not unusual. Like I can blast through Turtles in Time in about 30 minutes or so. Well, that's a better game too. Well, it's a fucking infinitely better game. So so that's the setup, okay, of, of the game itself. That's pretty much all you're doing. So here's here's some of my commentary on how this went. I will go ahead and preface all of this by saying that surprisingly... I actually didn't hate it. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't hate it. Really? Yeah. It, it wasn't. It looks awful. So it looks bad. It, it, I, I will give you that. It looks really bad. And f- particularly for a Super Nintendo game, when you when you have a, a console like that, that was, you know, more or less like released with something like Super Mario World, which the sprite work in that game is fantastic. And then you go and you compare that to something like this where it looks like hot ass. I it's mm-hmm. this game is like one step away from looking like an NES game. And, and since you got me on that topic, I, w- I want to touch on this for a second because it weirded me the fuck out. So there are certain screens in the game, mostly like either when you, well, I'll just say die, you know, you get captured, whatever, or when you, f- they kill Kevin. Yeah. They, yeah. They just actually murder a child. <laughs> But, uh, with, I mean, they, they are bad people. I mean, yeah, sure. But so when you either die or you finish a level, you get this splash screen that happens. And in the case of a death, it's the iconic picture of Kevin slapping his hands to his face and screaming at the bathroom mirror. And it says like, oh, no, which looks awful, by the way. Dude, all digital yes, glory. that's what I'm getting at. Oh, my God. OK, so you know how you and I were talking about how N64 games um, tend to look like, you know, mud butt. Yes. Yeah. This is 
look, this looks like that. This looks like shitty brown textures from an N64 game. <laughs> and so I don't know what the process of it is. I'm sure there's probably a technical name for it, but a lot of games around this era did this where they'd take like a screen grab from the licensed material that they were working off of, like a movie or whatever, and like digitize it and then put it in the game as usually a cutscene screen or something to that effect. By and large, they all look terrible, but these are like especially bad. It looks like clip art. It it or dude, like- it's worse than clip art. Like the the victory screen, which is the like still shot of Kevin like kneeling down and doing like a fist pump with like the BB gun strapped to his back from the movie. If you didn't know that that's what was happening at that particular moment, you'd have no fucking clue what you were looking at because it's just this big mass of like brown and like orangish pixels. It's so bad. And here's the kicker, okay? I took a little bit of time to play the Game Boy version of this game too because it's actually incredibly similar to this one. Uh And the, the splash screens in that one are infinitely better. And here's why. Really? Yes. And here's why is because they didn't do whatever process that they did with the SNES ones where they kind of digitized like a screenshot of the movie. It was actual sprite work, which is insane, by the way, because what that implies is there is somebody out there who took the time to draw a pixel version of Macaulay Culkin's face. It probably is Michael Jackson. Could be. He likes to work on, Could be. on video games. You never know. Could be one of his. They're pretty close. I mean, he was a talented guy, so, you know, I'm sure he could probably do that, too. Yes. And he he is not under any controversy of doing anything with children ever. No, not not at all, ever. Uh, so anyway, so so there's that whole garbage. But some of the things that I, I wanted to point out about this thing, um, <laughs> the weapons in the game are pretty much pointless, with the exception of the last level. So as I said, there are four levels in the game. The first three levels, you are better off just avoiding all of the bad guys because Kevin can jump high enough. You can actually jump over all of them with the exception of Marv because he's tall. So that one's kind of unavoidable. But the enemies are so dumb in the first three levels that you don't need to use any of your weapons at all. Just jump around them, collect stuff, and and fuck off. That's all you got to do. Um, fourth level is a totally different story and I'll get to that in a second, but, uh, the controls for the game, super floaty and very imprecise that, that gets frustrating, particularly when it's billing itself as a sort of platformer setup, which is really what it is. I mean, you're, there are some cases where they expect you to jump onto like these tiny little light fixtures in order to get up to items that you need to get. And that is incredibly frustrating when the controls are as loose as they are. Kind of following on to that, some of the collectibles that you're supposed to get in the game are hidden in the dumbest places. Some of the valuables that you need to collect in order to even finish a stage are not hidden anywhere that would make sense in like a, in a, an actual home setting. Like it's just a random spot on the wall that you have to know to jump to. And as soon as Kevin's sprite kind of passes over it, some shit pops out. So sometimes you'll just end up wandering around one of the four levels, just trying to find the one thing that you didn't like obsessively jump to try to find. The sound effects are hilariously bad. (laughs) So you could tell that it was just like one dude on the development team. There's just thrown in like a recording room and it's just like, I don't know, make a grunting noise. Well, that's Sony processing shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the, the other piece of each of the levels that I didn't really cover too much was the basement portion. So you know how I was saying that you need to collect all the items and you throw them down in the basement, right? Yeah. So I thought going into this game, that was all you have to do. You just throw them down there. You're done. Right. I was wrong. Yeah. I was very wrong. So after you collect all of the stuff, you throw it down your chute that heads to your basement, which invariably would just shatter all of these items that you're throwing down there anyway. You pick up a key, which unlocks the door to the basement. So then you go down to the basement, and then you have to run a gauntlet of, like, jumping through uh, random animals. What? (laughs) Oh, that's like with the bats and shit, right? Yeah, I am not making this up. So 
this game, listen, I understand taking some creative license when you're working with a licensed property like this because you can't necessarily stick one-to-one with the, the source material. That happens a lot. That's fine. I can, I can suspend disbelief, right, to a certain to a certain extent. But this is what really broke me on this one because as soon as I got down to the basement, I started walking towards, which, by the way, you walk to the left in the basement, which is weird, but you start walking to the left and then you are accosted by a bunch of giant rats and bats that apparently live in your basement. And uh, you you need to do this very precise jumping to avoid them. It feels a little bit like one of the levels in like the original Castlevania. So like looking at it. Yeah. And, and seeing well, like looking at it because I haven't played the SNES version. Sure. I haven't played the, the, the game I'm about to mention. Have you ever seen uh, Alf for the Sega Master System? I, I have not. It, it, it seems a lot like that because like hitting the bats is imprecise. At least it's not one hit kills. But like the, the bats are always in positions that you can't exactly hit them where you need to hit them at. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes it very difficult to dodge and it just becomes a, a bunch of shit fuckery. Well, <laughs> yeah, it, but here's the thing, right, is that also they deactivate your weapons as soon as you get to the basement. Mm-hmm. You can't use them at all. So you're forced to just dodge all this shit they're throwing at you. You can't actually like defeat them or anything so it is quite literally just a platforming gauntlet and once you get through all of that which takes way longer than it should by the way but once you get to the end then you also have a boss fight so the bosses are different for each of the four levels uh but the first one is just this ginormous rat um which apparently just is the i don't know i guess your basement is his airbnb or some shit i don't know but he's down there. It's a Pokemon. At, yeah. Rat Chew. And so. <laughs> Rattata. Are you talking about Raticate, dude? No, I'm just, no, I'm making up my own. It's Rat Chew. Be quiet. Okay. That's a new Pokemon. So the, Pikachu got the way to fight these, and this is the same mechanic for all four of the bosses, by the way. It doesn't matter what you're fighting. There's just one really big brick in the back wall of the area that you're fighting the boss and you need to time jumping Kevin through the brick so that it will cause it to fall at just the right moment that the boss is also crossing under it. So they will get hit by the brick and you have to do this, I believe five or six times and Oh, and the boss gets progressively faster every time you hit him. Hmm. It's terrible, Chris. It's terrible. it, it, It sounds, that sounds bad because it completely goes away from, from, the spirit of the movie <laughs> and is very much unlike every other game that was made off this franchise, which doesn't, they don't have bosses like uh, for, for like almost all the other games that do not have bosses. It, it's not that type of game at all. So that's very puzzling. They would go with that decision. Yeah. And I bet they didn't have a bunch of bats and spiders. And Oh, did I mention that one of the basements in one of the levels, you are actually dodging literal ghosts. Your basement is haunted. Now, I can accept the haunted. Okay. But that's okay. But here's the thing, right? If you've I'm I'm just going to assume that most of the people listening to this episode are probably somewhere around our age and have at least seen Home Alone like once at some point in their life because I think most people have. Mm-hmm. Yes. You remember the part where he is he has to go down to the basement and he's like deathly afraid of the furnace. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why the fuck is that not in this? Why why is that? That could have been a boss. Exactly. That's my point. It's like, even if you wanted to keep in like the random vermin that are in the McAllister basement, at least have like the furnace be like the boss at the end. Like that would make more sense. That would tie it more into the source material. But this just goes like completely off the rails. And and it does this in a lot of ways too. Like this is very loosely (laughs) based on the movie like you have kevin you have marv and harry the two wet bandits and the house and that's pretty much it you actually don't even get any of the good like john hughes music from the movie either the only time you get anything that's inspired by the movie soundtrack is the title screen i think everything else is just random music so you don't even get that and then, like, the, the the four levels of the game are broken up into wings of the house, but each one is themed. It's like it's like the McAllister house turned into a fucking Macy's. Like, you have an electronics wing, 
where everything you're collecting is like radios and VCRs and like Apple IIe's. And then you have one wing where it's just apparently a, a barn because it's just all pets. You just, it's filled with fucking <laughs> frogs and birds and shit that you're supposed to collect. I don't remember that. I remember I remember them having a pet. I remember them having pets. But I don't remember the, the McAllister barn. Right. I, 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 in fact, growing up in suburban Chicago, I don't remember any barns in my local neighborhood. Uh, no, I mean, you, they, were, they were around. It didn't take you long to get to one, but it wasn't like. And for what it's worth, <laughs> it wasn't a thing like for what it's worth. There there are some things that they kind of tied into the movie. Like I said, like the pizza was a big deal. So that's part of the game. The The weapons that you use are there. Technically, some of the animals are in the game. Like, I think what is what is his bully older brother's name? Buzz or something. I think it's Buzz. Probably. Um. He has like a pet frog, if I recall correctly. So you collect frogs in the pet wing of the house. But it's just super weird, too, because like not only you. So you see the two wet bandits, but actually very rarely. Um, And in my playthrough of the because I played through this game in its entirety, I saw Harry once, but I saw Marv like half a dozen times. So I don't know if that's random or if they just thought that Marv was a much more like threatening guy. I, I don't know. But other than that, well, he's, he's, t- he's he's the tall one, right? Yeah. He, no, Harry's the tall one. Oh, yeah. Marv's, Marv's Joe Pesci. Wait. OK, yeah. No, no. Wait a minute. Swap. OK, reverse that then. So they have Harry okay. in there more than Marv. I got the two names mixed up. So, yeah, okay. the tall guy with like the, the white dude fro, <laughs> like he's the one that shows up the most. And then all the other enemies that you come across, apart from the random, you know, menagerie in your basement, are just random mooks. They look like generic 20s gangsters. And I, you could make some sort of tenuous connection between that and like the in-universe movie that Kevin watches on TV, the black and white. And uh-huh. you might be able to give the developers credit there and maybe that's the connection they were going with, I guess. But... Uh, that I'm, might be too I'm much. I guess it would be better know. suited if they made it like a fever dream as opposed to like basing it off the actual movie. Kind of like uh, the Japanese version of Star Wars when Darth Vader turns into a scorpion. Yeah. that's that's. <laughs> it sounds like that's what they were trying to do, but they couldn't even do that right. Yeah, it's just – it's all super weird. And then – so I had mentioned that the weapons are basically useless for like three-fourths of the game, which is true. The difficulty – takes this crazy hard turn at the fourth level and just spikes through the roof. All of a sudden, all the little random gangster mooks that you've come across in in the house suddenly move either at your speed or faster than you do, and they relentlessly hunt you down, (laughs) which is you were not prepared whatsoever for that in the first three levels of the game because they kind of just like stand there and wander back and forth a little bit and don't do much but then all of a sudden in the fourth and final level of the game they suddenly just have this crazy hard-on to murder a child and it's insane that's that's what you i mean it wasn't the white bandits it was the it was the mobsters that kevin had to fend off yeah that's 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 the real enemy right there yes this is the mob yeah i mean you are you are right outside chicago <laughs> so that only makes I guess, sense i guess that's true so yeah. yeah so all in all that's that's kind of my my commentary on the whole thing i i said i prefaced this by saying i didn't hate it and i think everything i just said probably doesn't really lend to it that really sounds like you hate it i don't i actually it really don't. sounds like well the thing is is i i did actually enjoy playing it for the most part like it's a it's a very small like compact experience it it plays well enough. Like, that's the thing. This game, I don't feel like it's not offensively bad. It's it's not something that I would expect to go and, you know, make a YouTube video on of like, worst NES games of all time. Like, and I'm sure that's out there. But it's just okay. That's kind of the thing. It feels very like middle of the road. So do you think most of the reason it gets the reputation it does? One, because it was on the angry video game nerd and he rips it apart. Probably. There's a lot of games like that. Uh, But two is just because I'm going to get into a little bit when I when I talk about the Genesis game is that 
Home Alone was a cultural phenomenon. It's not like you could really pull the wool over people's eyes Mm -hmm. and say, you know, just just accept this. Right. Like there, there, there wasn't it's it's like an hour and a half movie. And and sometimes like you're able to take liberty with with licenses, so and, and it's how you use those liberties to really bring in the suspension of disbelief, mm-hmm. right? So like um in the Genesis game, you're you're protecting five houses, but it sounds like in this game you're protecting one house, but you're doing things you didn't even do in the movie, like you're collecting valuables and you're putting them into the basement, which didn't happen in the movie. You have I guess you said like a barn area and areas the house. That well, in no reasonable. I, okay, in, to be fair, I, that was I was being a little hyperbolic. It's not an just, actual okay. barn. It's just the fact that there's an entire wing of like the, the house that is just all the pets full of random pets. Like okay, so there's like different areas of the house that like even in the very upper upper middle class, you're not going to find those in a lot of houses. And then the like the fact that you have to fight mobsters and rats and bats. Like okay, like this is a little much. Like people probably didn't want to put up with that shit, so that's probably why it it gets the reputation that um it has received as just being an awful, terrible game. And especially people don't like floaty controls, especially yeah. on a system that where you have Super Mario World and some of the best two D platformers ever made. Super Metroid uh, from first party development. So yeah, Super Super Metroid. Um, sure. Uh, and uh, <laughs> still got to do that. Super oh, we'll talk Metroid about that episode, someday. Man. Yeah, it'll come. But um. That's probably why it, it just gets absolutely lambasted. Uh, and, and to be fair, you probably wouldn't recommend this game to anyone for their Super Nintendo collection. Oh, hell no. No, it, if I no, yeah. I, if I had gotten this as a child, and, and which is crazy, by the way, that I didn't, okay? Because I watched the Home Alone movies actually fairly often when I was younger. It was one of the, well, two, I guess, two of the movies that we had on VHS in our home collection. And so I tended to watch it fairly frequently. And so I'm actually genuinely surprised that no one in my family bought me Home Alone for the Super Nintendo, like some random Christmas. But if they had, Mm -hmm. I would have been incredibly disappointed (laughs) as a child. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I think you're right. I feel like a lot of the like really bad rap this game gets is just sort of a little overblown by some certain internet game pundits, let's say, that kind of blow it out of proportion. But also just honestly, it's just a really mediocre licensed game. Um, I think, as we mentioned, like the thing with the furnace and some of the other stuff, I I feel like there was an opportunity to do a lot of cool things. And you can do some cool things with licensed properties, but I just feel like they kind of phoned this one in. They were just like, I don't know, what's a random enemy that might be living in someone's basement that we can use? Rats? Okay, great. Just, I don't know, throw that shit in there. we got to do the thing with the license in, in six months so we can make our money. Right. And I'm not putting any of the blame on developers or anything because we all know how crunch gets, especially with those sorts of things where they're like, hey, we have this movie license and a sequel is coming out and we need this out now. So I don't care what you put in there. Just fucking finish it. Like, I get it. Right. But at the same time, like, there just feels like a lot of missed opportunities. Like, weirdly enough, I think you could have actually made a fairly decent Home Alone, like, licensed game if you had taken the source material and run with it instead of shoehorning in a bunch of random unrelated shit so so before we transition to the genesis game yeah um so i take the, the the time your first experience with this game was playing it for this episode yes okay and you did did you play any home alone games back in the day no again surprisingly but no oh, wow. I, I actually hadn't okay no and i i did check out a couple of the other versions just for the sake of comparison like i said um the game boy one is basically this game it's just you know stripped down and a little more simplified I checked out the NES version, and that is fucking awful. That one actually should get the worst rap. I think that's a worse game than the Super Nintendo one. Yeah, it looks like you're just running away from them the entire time and just laying traps down. And then just yeah, it's timed. You have 20 minutes in game time to like just run away from random dudes and try to set traps. And it's just it's bad. I played it for like five minutes and I was just like, nah, I can't do this. By the way, our Sunday stream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, fuck that, man. I'll, I'll play something else. I've got I bought a I bought a 59 cent game called Christmas Cats Revenge on Steam. I will play that shit 
before I play Home Alone for the NES. All right. Christmas cast revenge it is. Yep. All right. All right. So so Genesis, tell me about that Genesis. version. Okay. Um, so I will say this. Uh, much like you, I don't know if you saw it in theaters, but I did see Home Alone in theaters. And it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like every New Year's uh, get-together, we used to go up to a place in Madison, uh, Friends of the Family. And uh, we would watch Home Alone, I think, like almost every year for a couple of years uh up there just a movie we'd watch it wasn't like like for five years it didn't become a tradition but like for two three years we watched home Mm -hmm. alone so home alone was 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 one of those movies that that people just that especially i'll say from my age that kids my age just generally really loved if you just ignore the entire fact that you know his parents were terrible and probably should have gotten arrested by the police with the robbers at the end of the movie but, you know, we'll, we'll gloss over those facts. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of things wrong with how those movies played out. But there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of plot holes. Um, but let's not let's not focus on those. This isn't so much about the movie. Again, we're talking about the games and the game I got for Home Alone. I don't remember when I got it. I can't remember when I got it if, when it first came out. In fact, I tried to find out when in 1992 the game came out and mm. I could only assume it came out in early 1992 because every other game was released in late 1991, uh, but I couldn't find when in 92 it came out. So I don't remember when exactly I got the game, but I did get the game around the time it came out just because it was that big of a deal. Now, the Genesis game is also a timed game, right? So yeah. they have two modes. They have beginner mode and expert mode. And in beginner mode, you have 20 minutes to keep the robbers from completely looting all the homes. So there, there's five homes you have to protect. And it's almost because you have to remember, this game was developed by Sega. I'm guessing Sega of America. And you have to remember that Sega at that time, and, and largely it has been up until, I guess, uh, early 2000s, an arcade-oriented developer. They are, they're arcade first. Sure. So it was a lot of, you're chasing scores. You're trying to get the high score. So each house is worth so many points. Performing so many actions within the house get you so many points. Collecting so many items will get you so many points. So what you do is you you have to collect items. So there's you, you start out on like this overworld map and you're on a sled and you ride your sled all around this map and you knock over snowmen and you get items. And the items you get will allow you to build weapons uh, that you can use against the bad guys. So while you're going out, you have to collect these weapons. Then you have to be aware of where Marv and Harry are And once they pull up to a house, you can go up to that house and you can, if you get there before they do, you can set traps on a blueprint for them to avoid. Then when you get in the house, there's more items that will help you to continue to build your weapons. And so the point is, once they enter the house, is you have to cause them so much pain. You have to be such a masochist, right? Uh, and, and take, take the pleasure of causing pain to them. So you can, you can, you can electrocute them. You can shoot hot coal at them. You can burn them. You can have them trip on, uh, uh, ice. You can electrocute them. You can turn them into a big rubber ball. You can shoot CDs at them. There is all sorts of like just different ways to cause pain and humiliation to these two grown men. Uh, I I think with the exception (laughs) of the rubber ball, this is already truer to the movie than the super nintendo one i mean it's missing a lot of things like it doesn't have the treehouse which i know it was in the nes and ms dos amiga games so it's mm-hmm. missing things from the house that were that, that were critical to the story but you have to remember this was a year after the movie so most people just remember the key aspect was is that kevin's trying to kick the robbers out of his house so it's right. it stays true to that intent and then it adds five other homes just as weird as saying that your entire neighborhood has just departed for the holidays and you're the only person within a with, with in city limits <laughs> so it's kind of strange but yeah you, you the point is just to be an utter and complete masochist and it's harm harm these guys and, and it seems like yeah they're robbers but they're not the worst robbers in the world because when they catch you all they do is they put you on a hook i i guess it's like the movie too and 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 they leave you alone like you don't there's there's no game over uh unless all the houses have been flooded out that that's it like mm. You can the, the robbers are not going to kill Kevin. They're just going to hang him up, and then once you're hung up, you can escape and then cause more pain to them. And yeah, you're you're, you're literally an asshole, and it's great. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> different houses, you know, different houses have different things you can do. You know, there's an old house that's that's possessed by a ghost, and the ghost will electrocute. The ghost can electrocute the robbers and you. There is a oh. 
futuristic house that um, has a robot that can electrocute you and the robbers. You have uh, you have another house that uh, you can fall through floors, which which adds a little bit of strategy to it. Um, that's the that's the condemned home. Yes. The house that you live in, has, oh, his his brother had a tarantula. And in the house that you live in, it's not a frog, it's a tarantula. In the house you live in. Oh, that's right. Yes. And so the house that you live in, the house that they usually go for first, that has a spider that crawls along the, the top of the ceiling that you can have attack the robbers as well. So, yeah, it, it's pretty cool, uh, especially the fact that you can create your own weapons and, and you can do different things to them. And like I said, the, the point of the game is to survive. And so beginner mode, that's 20 minutes. And if you go for expert mode, it's 40 minutes. And again, the entire point of the game is to to get the high score, um, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, there's no save backup save. So, you know, bragging rights are all on you. Uh, but it is fun. Like control isn't bad. Graphics aren't bad. Music sucks. But, you know, it's forgivable. It, it, like, I don't know. I, I actually thought the music was better than the, the Super uh, Nintendo one. We're not we're not. That's not saying much. You know, well, that's, I mean, it's a low bar. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> uh, OK, I'll say this. The music's forgettable. It's just there. Uh, it's it's you're not going to be humming it, walking away from it. Uh, oh, sure. I, no, I just I just meant the quality. Oh, yeah. Um, But, you know, I, I think it just just goes to show, you know, Sega handling the game in house added that much more validity and credibility and quality to the overall product. And that's not saying the game is an absolute barnstorming classic. It's just that it's the best of the shit. So, <laughs> I mean, even if you look back in the day, it was reviewed. It got like 60s, like low 60s, low to mid 60s. So it's, it, people people weren't raving about it. And when I played it back in the day as a kid, I had no idea what I was supposed to do. Because you start out with the BB gun and the BB gun doesn't do a lot of damage to the guys. So if you don't know, you know, how, what you're supposed to do and you have to follow them around to the houses and build your weapons and and that's how you get the most bang for your buck, because it's not the traps in the house, which kind of diverts from the plot. You're you're mostly uh, just shooting them with all the things you find. So I would have liked more traps, but traps are an integral part, uh, but they're just not as not as integral as just lining them up and shooting them with things. Yeah, it sounds like that's that is a common thread amongst most of these game adaptations of of the movie. Is for whatever reason, and I don't know if it was just because the developers couldn't figure out a good way like mechanically to make it work or what, but it was sort of the same deal with the SNES one where I didn't really mention a whole lot of it when I was talking about it because frankly, they're just not really there much. I mean, technically there are traps. Like you can knock down a paint can and hit the guy on the head. There's like certain areas of the floor where there's like a spot of thumbtacks or like, you know, micro machines or something for them to step on. But that's kind of it. Like the, the majority of the time, if you need to stun an enemy or, or what have you, you're just going to use the weapons that you find kind of like what you said, mm -hmm. which is weird because that's such an integral part of the movie that you would have thought that they would have focused more on that in the games. So I don't, I don't really get well, why that decision was made to, to the NES games credit. He doesn't have a weapon in that he, he does have, he does lay the traps behind him as he runs away all the time. I mean, it's just yeah, a but, box. Yeah, but that game is also just hot garbage though so right no i'm not i'm not defending yeah. that i'm just it, it, the, the entirety of it I, I'm, I'm laying that out that, that they do use traps and the amiga and ms dos versions are just traps as well uh you have a bb mm -hmm. gun that is used to trace you know to, to activate some of the traps but you right. literally set your traps and then the entirety of the game is trying to convince them to run into them so every single game does have elements of traps it sounds like other than the snes version Oh, it's <laughs> so so just the ones that we played mostly <laughs> right okay, uh, yeah but I mean it is nice to see that the game has traps I wish there was a way to instead of build weapons that you could build or collect more traps and lay them more strategically throughout the homes because the homes have different layouts and one of the ways that in my recent playthrough of it going back to it that that, that made it really easy is you lay down a, you know a, a, a weapon called tar. And yeah. what, what happens is that you shoot them and every weapon's going to have a different effect. Like, so when you shoot them with the BB gun, they just fall over. You shoot them with your snowball gun. They turn into a snowman. 
uh, electrocuting them electrocutes them and they fall over. You turn them into a ball. Uh, you can cover them in glue. All that stuff like that. So, again, like all these things other than rubber ball, like like you said, right from the movie. But when they – once you shoot them and they come out of their, their frozen state, they come after you at an increased increased rate of speed. So you shoot them. They freeze. You can walk past them, jump over the tar. They get stuck in the tar. They move slowly. You shoot them while they're over the tar, jump back to the other side and have them just keep on slowing down over the tar. And that raises the pain meter. So as long as you have all your weapons and you have a good amount of ammo, which you run out of quickly, you can really uh, you can really cause uh, some serious some serious shit without really having to put much thought into it. I also just love that that version of the game has a literal pain meter. That's, <laughs> that's yes. <good. laughs> it tells you how much pain they are in. And then once it fills up, they go away and they come back. Uh, the thing okay. that sucks, though, is that if, if if they loot the house and they flood out the house, mm. uh, instead of retreating and coming back, they'll just go to the next house. So, yeah. like, it really puts you behind the curveball. But if you fill up the pain meter, they leave and you get about a minute or two to drive around and, and hit snowmen and collect more items. I, I really look at the Genesis version. I think that an indie developer, maybe even Sega, could take it today and make it make a version that would be more complicated and give you more options to like customize your weapons and customize traps. And it could be a really fantastic game today with that same core concept and adding those more graphical effects and then make it just like it was in the movie. And I think they, they could do something fantastic. It's a shame. I don't think anyone ever will. Yeah, I don't think so. And it is kind of a bummer actually, because I, it's, this is not something that I ever thought I wanted, but now that we're talking about it, as you were sort of detailing the things that you could do in the Genesis version, all I could think of was, man, you know, if some indie developer just, you know, fired up Unity or some shit and like made a first person or even even third person, but let's just go with first person, like 3D version of this where you play as Kevin and you go around like an like an in-game recreation of the McAllister house and collect items from like kitchen drawers and shit like that. It could even be like a roguelike where the stuff's location changes every time you play. And like, it's sort of like a pseudo survival game where you collect a bunch of shit and then craft like traps and lay them in strategic places around the house to try to lure the guys into them and stuff like that would actually be really fucking good. Yeah. And it's like the, the layouts there, like I said, like deception did this. Have you ever played any of the Deception games? Uh, I have not, no. Okay, so Tecmo's Deception, um, to make this as brief as possible, essentially that you're, you're a ghost and you're trying to take revenge on people or you're, you're, you're doing the devil's deed by everyone who comes into this house you're, you're trying to kill. And you, you only do it by setting traps. So mm. there's, there's four of these and they, they've released them all the way up to the PS4. And it's a hmm. first-person 3D game. So if they, they could do it if you want to go in the 3D realm of it. But I really think, like, I, I would like it exactly the way that the Genesis does it. You, you leave it in a 2D plane and you kind of make each, each of the houses design kind of like, uh, like speaking of Super Metroid, like a Metroidvania kind of house, um, mm. uh, with like different areas to hide and everything like that. You just make it more robust. I think they could, I think it would either, either option would be, it would be a really good time. Yeah. No, I think so. Actually, I was just, I was thinking about this too. You could even go so far as to make it like a like an asymmetrical multiplayer game if you really wanted to. It could be like a, a three person like two on one or something where one person plays as Kevin and the other two play as Marv and Harry. Oh, kind of like how Friday the Thirteenth should have been. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, that would be really. Or you know how Evolve could have been if it wasn't terrible. <laughs> so uh, yeah, a lot of interesting ideas, but okay. So so okay. So I get the sense that you didn't hate the Genesis version. Seems like you kind of enjoyed yourself. So, uh, no, I I didn't hate the game. If you ask me if it holds up, no. Uh, I, I, that's like a hesitant no. It, you couldn't tell. I can say hesitant no because you could tell it's hesitant. Okay. Yes. It's and, and playable. It's playable. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's, it's too short. It's a little bit too easy once you, you understand the mechanics of it. So like it's it was definitely geared to be a kids game. Uh, once you do understand what you're supposed to do, I didn't play the expert mode, but just sitting around and and kind of doing the same repetitive things for forty minutes doesn't really seem to interest me. I think when you're when you're going for a high score, 
the 20 minute time limit is, is decent, but I also think that I would like a more challenging experience with a 20 minute time frame. And the formula does hold up, but it needs to be expanded upon, like we said, by another developer. And then we could get a game that I think would be a lot of fun. Uh, but it's, it's not a bad game. You can go back, you can play it, you can get some enjoyment out of it, but it's, it, it, I wouldn't necessarily say it's, it's something you should go to and, and go out of your way to try. <laughs> so that, that kind of seems to be the general consensus, I think, is, is that these are, they're not the worst games in the world. There are certainly much worse shovelware titles out there that we could talk about. And, and even in the pantheon of licensed games, which are historically not great, these are mm-hmm. they're passable. I, I think that's the best I could say about them. Like they are mediocre at best. And I think that there were some definite missed opportunities with some things that they could have done to make them a lot more interesting while also simultaneously, I think, tying them a little bit closer to the events of the actual film. I will say that I think your version on the Genesis, I think was probably, even though you're going to several different houses, which was totally not a part of it whatsoever, uh-huh. it seems like a lot of the stuff that was included in the gameplay was a little bit more faithful to the source material than the uh, than the Super Nintendo was. It, it took so. the appropriate liberties. Sure. Yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm still just really kind of bummed that there isn't a cool furnace boss. I just feel like <laughs> that really should have been there. Uh, if you're going to do that yeah. yeah but yeah for you know i think you made a really good point too is that in the early 90s on for 16-bit licensed games you can do a whole hell of a lot worse a whole lot worse uh I, I would say i would probably put home alone in the top tier of licensed movie games from which the again early 90s as you said earlier is kind of just like the tv top of the pile of garbage but it's at right. the top, and so that's yeah. what counts. <laughs> if you're hungry, it's going to be the freshest. Yeah, it's not like uh, a certain certain LJN title that based off of a very popular movie franchise about cyborgs from the future. <clears throat> Jaws. Yep, that's that's the one. the The cyborg sharks from the future. Ooh, the one everybody be. knows. That's it. <laughs> All right, I think. Uh, so I think that wraps up the episode for this I think week. So. I know we didn't really talk about the Amiga or MS-DOS or NES. Well, we talked a little bit about the NES, but we didn't talk about all the other versions. Uh, and if that was the version you played, we're sorry. We're not going to punish ourselves that much more. Uh, yeah. We're just going to talk about the 16-bit versions that we They're either enjoyed bad. or did not. Mostly did not. Mostly did. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, in any case, Shane, where yeah. can we find us on the interwebs other than the wonderful streaming app that they are using to listen to us now? They Well, they, they can find us damn near everywhere, actually. We are nothing if not ubiquitous. So uh, if you would like to get in touch with us on social media, uh, you can certainly do that through Facebook or Instagram or even the Twitter, if that's a thing that you uh, are inclined to do. Uh, you can, of course, shoot us an email if you're, you know, old school like that. And Boomer. Um, <laughs> and that uh, that address is podcast at retrohangover.com. And uh, you also get the bonus, by the way. And we have yet to do this because, spoiler alert, no one has sent us an email. <laughs> but if you do and it's not horrendously awful, we will totally read it on one of our episodes. We've in actually fact, wanted to do that, and just no one's yeah. ever sent us one. So, yeah. in fact, if it is hor- horrendously awful, we'll read it on one of our episodes. That's and true. So we, we can say, anyway. <laughs> and if and if it comes out sounding terrible, that's not our fault. It would be yours. So send it to go. us. Great. Zero I just responsibility. Yeah. That's, that's I just I like. made it so they don't. They're not going to send it now. Well, now we'll <laughs> never get one. Just nothing but cafe press spam. It's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, but at any rate, those are the ways that you can reach out to us. Uh, we do have a couple of places that you can go if you would like to support the show. Um, as Chris mentioned before the brief history, we do have a Patreon going and we do have some fantastic Patreon subscribers there. And if you would like to join them, uh, and get access to our bonus audio content and our exclusive discord server where you can chat with us and other patrons, you can do that by going to bit.ly slash 
slash RH patron. And if you would like to check out some RHP t-shirts and other paraphernalia, uh, you can do that as well. You can go to bit.ly slash RHP merch and pick yourself up something today. But other than that, I think that's about it. Chris. Sunday streams. Make sure to go to Sunday streams. Yes, that's uh, right. When we when we're not busy, you know, hanging out and you know have to make awkward exits from our social life in order to support it, we will be up on <laughs> what I never do that Sunday streams uh, at nine o'clock. Uh, most Sundays, we're trying to make it every Sunday, uh, but most yeah, Sundays. This episode, uh, well, you should be listening to this after the 29th of December because that's when it's going to release. So hopefully this will have happened, um, but I am I, going to be damned if I am not going to stream at least once this month with the custom awesome Christmassy theme that I made for our Twitch channel. So uh, I got to do that at least at least one time before the new year. So. Uh-huh. You should, you should, hopefully you will have checked that out. And if you didn't catch us on Sunday, you can also uh, see all of the recordings of the streams as well as video versions of the podcast episodes on our YouTube channel. So you can just search Retro Hangover and find us there as well. But uh, with all of that being said, I think until next time, play with your mediocre, disappointing and saddening lightsaber choices. <laughs>